Hey everyone, um, seeing, seeing who you are as you truly are is the gift of this medicine. It's like a car wash, right? It's a, a very long car wash. But what it's doing is it's removing all the gunk around you and all your energetic connections so that you can finally actually know and be who you are. That's really the, the synopsis of when you're going into this medicine. It's cleaning you. It's removing all the energetic mishigana, crazy, all these energetic connections that have you blinded to yourself. And they could be out of obligation, they could be out of terror, they could be out of whatever that connection is, that connection is made to refuse you and accommodate the other, right? So if there's an endless accommodation, then there's an endless refusal. And all of that connection has a lot of energetic weight. It has a lot of magnetic pull. And so we respond in the same way, you know, the dog responds when, you know, the bell rings at 12 o'clock to have lunch. Well, now they don't even have to ring the bell. It's just going to start salivating because it's already in its system. And so if you have any kind of trauma or refusal or blockage in your system, what it's doing is it's refusing you so that you automatically refuse yourself and take care of or respond to the incoming energetic sort of bing, right? So... Um, we're built through strategies if there's trauma our strategies for survival are the strategies connected to the conditional landscape the landscape has cooked you in these conditions right in order for you to survive there's an equation I must do this when they do that to get this right and so your response, and that, by the way, they don't even have to be around, with whoever is around is going to be the same thing. Um, and you will do it automatically because it's just the nature of your survival. And then something will go, no, I don't, you know, you'll notice that. Happened to me recently um, where there was an event that I felt my instant response was, oh, I should respond. You know, they're making this gesture, I need to respond to that gesture. But again, it wasn't um, from clarity, it was from instinct, right? It's from knowing that this is what I'd learned to do. And it was marvelous because it was just like, no, right? It was like this sudden awareness of 
no, I'm not interested in this situation. I'm not interested in participating. I'm not interested in starting this thing, right? I'm not interested. I really am not. And then what's interesting, you get all the machinations, which were obviously there before of, well, I should, I must, I, you know, whatever. And you realize again that that's no longer a part of your, you know, your, your core. Like there's a floating, sort of dying star. All of that reasoning had nothing to do with you. That reasoning had to do with your survival. So in this transformation, or in this cleansing, in this dissolution of all of these energies that built you, comes the unplugging of this sort of energetic field, right? Which in those circumstances obliged you or terrified you or whatever. But all of it lives in a refusal of you. For me, that's very much the theme. You can't show up. Not only can you not show up, but we're going to create a condition where you can't even, you can't even go into you or connect to you because there's a whole, whole other storm and, you know, dungeon keeper, right? So when you're doing the medicine, what you're doing is really taking down and unplugging all these sort of energies. If you've been away from yourself for a long time, I certainly have, right? If you've been doing this dance for a hundred years, then to reconnect is a new thing, right? You have to it's very obvious, you know, it's like, okay, so the engine stops, okay. Because of all those connections that you were wired into. Now you're sort of the lone agent, you're a free agent. In the discovery of, of you. That's a lot of power, a lot of power. And I'm talking about in terms of if, you know, there's been trauma early on or, you know, energetic disfigurement or any kind of stuff that's gone on that has somehow buried you, refused you in any way, hurt you in any way. So when you're working with the medicine, you're working to remove the assault of all these energies, right? It's like being thrown into a washing machine. The medicine is shutting down the whole machine and pulling you out, right? And it's very much actually, like the Sharma says, you're surrounded by these dark, this energy that around your soul. All of this is to return home, return to your soul, return back to your power. Now, again, if you've been, you know, in prison for a long time, you know, you don't have a lot of experience being this thing, being 
you, being your own path, being awake, be, not being blindfolded, you know, that's a whole new, oh, okay. I think one of the, the most powerful feelings when I came back from this last retreat was just like, oh, there's no noise. Right, these energies that encircle you, that keep you prisoner, right? It's what you're dealing with. It's what you're removing yourself from. It's what's being erased. And it's actually by facing all of these energies, the darkness. This is where you get your power back, is by facing all of it. That's why it's so difficult. Because you have to face it all in real time in a ceremony. You have to see. Your power is removed when you don't integrate it, when you shut it down, when you put it into the shadow. But it's an energy. It's a living, breathing thing. It's not a thought. It's the actual, the whole experience itself that is being refused. So it's the whole experience itself that must be relived in order to get your power back and to heal. And it's very difficult when it's involved in the very furnace that you were built in with family, with parents, etc. That's, that's why it happens that way, because the assumption is you're never, you know, it's like fighting the ultimate beast. You're never going to want to dump the very people that you were built with right but that's actually what's being asked of you is to to remove those energetic bonds clean them and I've discussed it before it's like a drug you know they're drugs they're like your family that you know you grew up with them there's a lot of conflict and negotiating and trying to make them parents I think that's one of the worst conflicts to be in that really is war when you're asked to see them who they are and then to remove yourself from them that is the most difficult that's why it's a lot of work to get past that that really is you know five sets of 100 foot waves you have to keep really battling this thing eventually (laughs) what you see is it's like you get further and further away from the shore, you know, once you, once you start disconnecting. And, and by the way, the disconnecting is you have to go right into it. You have to face all the rage and the, you know, see it all and hate on them. And you've got to go through all that stuff that you've kept refused. It's not pretty, right? If you've refused some awful things, you know, believe you me, there's a lot of rage. There's a lot of anger. So you have to be in all of that storm for quite a while until it begins to die down, right? Once you've, it's like a geezer, once you've really let go, once you've let yourself feel all the rage and the anger and the disappointment and the mourning, it's a lot, right? But you have to go through it. So you can really finally disconnect. And you don't want to end up in hatred. That's not the end goal. It's not that you end up with anger and rage you have to go through it you have to release it 
but like anything, once it's released, it, you know, it doesn't really exist anymore. You can't have that because there's no <clears throat> the connection that was kept there and linked and you know kind of locked in. It can no longer exist once you've seen the truth. It keeps you locked in when you're scared of it, when you don't want to see it. That's what keeps you locked in. If I refuse to see what they did to me, because I'm so terrified of seeing them for who they are, well, that's the thing that keeps you locked in and unable to leave. But once you are willing to face the truth of what they did to you, or whatever, whoever that person is, and you allow yourself to see and, like, really, I mean, literally live that truth in the medicine, relive those events, feel the rage, the anger, the hatred, you know, because of course, you know, you're being whatever. You can never let yourself feel that before. That's why you've been locked in. Right? Because somehow by releasing those true feelings, you'll die or you won't get parents or you'll, it's a death, right? So that's a, eventually, once all of that, and for me, it took like two years of like calling them cunt and fucking I hate you. And, you know, it's like a teenager does that, right? Um, but once I, it's fully gone, it, it, it slowly just dies. It's like a collapsing star. You know, it no longer holds any power over you because you faced it. You've relived it in a ceremony, relived the events, seen them for who they are. And then um, it's all, it's that energy just dissipates. And they just, they just don't, they can't hold any, they don't, they have no, no power over you. And it's literally that all the air goes out of them. It really is like a dis, deflating balloon. It's just that huge Macy's Day Parade balloon that was so big and powerful. Now it's just you know a bit of plastic on the floor. It just doesn't mean anything. So what's interesting is this, as you, as you face the most difficult things in these ceremonies and you relive them, and they have to be relived, there's no doubt about it. It's not a thought, it's not someone else doing it. You have to relive it. Then they can't hold power over you. I think that's one of the greatest teaching lessons for me is it only has power if you don't face it. It can't have power once you face it. And it might take a while to disinflate. I mean, I think it took like five years for this whole thing to really fully get out, right? It's like you open it, it's wounded, it reaches this kind of boiling point of pain and difficulty. And then it begins, you know, like explodes, you know, like, and then suddenly it just begins to, you know, die. It's a bit like an exploding star, right? So it takes a while, you know, at first I didn't want to believe that my mother was involved and then she was involved in the whole thing, right? So what you're doing is you're removing these energetic bonds that you have that are very powerful. They're really gravitational. And especially if it's parents, that's the primary code. So you're literally, what they say about the computer is the first code that really, you know, is the most difficult code to break. So behind that, you know, all of that, 
there might be more. I mean, I had more. Mine was, oh, look, it's this virus. That was the thing behind the first trap, right? It was the pedophile, it was the pimp. Then I had to deal with that, that energetic prison. And I'm still kind of in the throes of that, in the death of that star. And again, I had to re-experience it in the ceremony. I had to see it. It was horrific. I had to see how I bonded with it. So the medicine is literally like cleaning you out. It's cleaning you out. It's cleaning you out. But the cleansing isn't just like, oh, you take a pill and tomorrow you're good. No, it's you have to, it takes a time because they, these, these things have been built over time, right? A lot of stuff has been put away so you can <coughs> maneuver these, right? You've had to refuse a lot of the emotions in order to sustain the relationship. So all of it, the whole thing is work to dissolve till they literally disappear like they don't it's almost like it never even existed it's the weirdest thing it's like none of it even really happened it's crazy which goes to show that if you are connected to something energetically it's very alive it's very real it's like an energy it's really it keeps you in place and then once you go through this whole cleansing experience of going into a medicine and reliving the events and seeing them for who they are and blah, well you get your power back but also that connection is dissolved and you don't end up in hatred or anger which is what you have to feel when you open up you know if you if, you, if that experience is real to you which it certainly was for me because I'd had to sacrifice so much for them to be my parents and I had to refuse a lot of the horror that they did to me, well then, it's kept alive both in the refusal and in the rage. So you have to see the refusal and feel the rage until the rage has no more power. And you can't put a time or a schedule on that. With me, it was like two years of just like, what the fuck, right? It's a lot that I... I'd pretended them into and made them into in order to sustain that relationship. Again, it doesn't end up in hatred or rage. It ends up in, I forgive you at the end. I mean, and then not even in that, it's more just like it dissolves. It it just doesn't have any traction. Can't really exist because that relationship and the energetic bond no longer exists. And you, the person that child that had to keep that refusal no longer exist. So there's this, as you're releasing, you're growing, right? As I take out that splinter, as I take out that thorn, it's painful. It's been painful. You, you, you know, you've refused the pain. Once you actually realize, oh, there's this, you know, huge splinter in me, you, you get to see the pain 
and then when you remove it there's still pain from that wound but eventually it's gone the splinter no longer exists the wound is healed there's nothing to fight against you can't fight against something that doesn't exist you are fighting against something if you're refusing the truth of it and you're making it okay My suspicion is that in order to be in the flow of the universe or energy or however, is to live without blockage. So every time you remove a blockage, you're more connected to the whole energetic flow of everything. There's, you become more of a channel for this whole thing. And so you move accordingly. You don't need to negotiate your every move or, you know, be 10 years in the planning of how you're going to survive and you have to have patience with it too because one of the things about being trauma is that you have no patience you need everything to be fixed now today it needs to work now in this moment because of the terror because you have to you know constantly be armored up you need to be constantly you know make sure that you're not going to be hurt that you're going to survive and that's you know so you have to learn patience I just had a recent um, experience of that with an email that didn't work for god knows how many days I couldn't get it fixed I tried everything and the teaching was patience right you have to let the medicine do the work you're on nature's time you're not on your time you're not on <laughs> you're not on google time anymore you're on nature's time and nature's going to give you the lessons along the way so that you can learn about patience, for example. The urgency of getting that thing done that seems so urgent really doesn't mean anything in this big spectrum of life, right? It's not that important. All the importance you've given it isn't really important. Um... So you have to, the blockages are, and however they come for you, are the blockages of your life force, of your expression, of who you are. And so, the medicine will always show you whether it's in a dream, whether it's in an event. I remember recently I was in a dream where I was like, you know, I just, everybody was doing their thing and I couldn't do mine. You know, everybody was, I had to make everybody else's life work. But I, you know, I was completely not there. You know, again, not mattering, the refusal of you. These are big, you know, if you've been practicing, um, if you haven't, you know, ever worked out in your life and you start working out when you're older, <clears throat> it's difficult, right? You have to relearn, right? You have to, I mean, if you've been working out your life, it's just, okay, that's just another exercise, you know, it's a little bit painful, whatever, but I can move on. To, but if you've never done it, then your whole system, your whole being, it's like really turning around a huge 
it's 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 like if you have to turn around a little sailboat that's easy but if you have to turn around a big tanker it takes a while it's bigger it's heavier it's been used to right so it takes the time that it takes to transform and say no i you know i'm going to do this other thing which I've never known, which is new, or which is sort of foreign. You look like you're a foreigner to yourself. You're a stranger. You've got to get to know who you are. So first of all, they have to clean out all the energies so you even get to have a little breathing space of silence. And then you've got to get to know in that silence the person you've never known. What do you like? Who are you? What is it that really moves you? What is it that you want to do? What is it that... There's a lot of just like, I don't know. If you've been buried for a while underground, and then you're up in the, you know, you're upstairs again, you're just like, oh, all right. It's learning how to walk. And the medicine is incredible because the medicine... You know, if you if you sort of take a wrong step or you... It, immediately there's like a warning inside you. Like, no, this is like, this is an old... This is, you know, the, the dying star of your old structure. You know, I don't need for this person here to give me credibility. You know, you already are the most credible thing. But again, if you've been stampeded or refused or just, you know, run over, which is what a lot of trauma does early on, then, you know, these recognitions take a while. But when you are back, most of you is back, it's like it's an immediately an alarm bell, like, whoops, right? Nope, don't want that. Don't need to excuse it, don't need to answer it, I just don't want it. That's it. not true to you. It's like all of your, your, you know, it's like the, the keys on a piano, very brightly tuned, are back on. So, no, I don't want that. They're very crisp. All the notes. So again, you know, the medicine is a very practical thing. It is a car wash. You're being cleansed. I mean, it takes obviously much longer, but if, if you're really, you know, if, you, if you've been marinating in crap for a long time. You know, I realised we were just all used for, for, you know, for everybody's lack, really. You know, I can't make it, so I'm using all of you guys. And then behind that was, oh, there's, you know, there's someone that, some bigger energy that's like, I'm going to make sure you end up forever castrated right so you're fighting many forces you're first of all you're willing to see whatever it is that needs to be seen which is that the most difficult i would say in the medicine that's the most difficult the other stuff is tough but being in that ceremony and reliving the events that you've refused you've refused them for a reason right they're too so terrifying so you've got to relive them <coughs> 
And that's, it's, that's the operation, really. That's when you're really opened up and, and, you know, the shaman see it as an operation. So that is the most difficult. If you've been avoiding, and you don't even know, by the way, you don't even know, you've had it so hidden, et cetera, et cetera. You are in, you know, the full swing of the ceremony, you're full on reliving those events. That's the most difficult. Because, you know, your whole body is also responding to the resistance and you're puking and you're feeling like death and, yeah. But then afterwards is, the healing is in the stuff that comes out afterwards from it, whether it's the geezer of rage and hatred or the discomfort, or it's a lot. Because your whole body is being reshaped, your whole being is being reshaped. Because if, and if I remove something, well, that means that that piece has to, that's going to reshape your entire system, right? You know, every time I remove a thorn, you know, your system is being rewired now because that thorn no longer exists in you. And if you're like me, sort of, you have 10,000 thorns every, t- you know, your whole body is a completely different thing every time that a thorn is being removed. So, by her removing, the medicine removing the thorn, she also removes all the strategies that went along with that thorn, right? You can't invent the person you need to invent that you had before. Like, I invented a person, like, you know, full on, like 24-7, to respond to refusing the truth and ensuring that I got what I needed, although it wasn't, you know, I, I just invented it. But it's a lot of work. It's an enormous amount of energetic work to refuse all that damage and to invent a person that's refusing the damage and then by so doing, refusing yourself. Okay. Didn't like it didn't happen also means that I have to refuse the person that actually lived that experience. It means I'm refusing myself, right? And then I have to refuse myself, I have to refuse the actual event, and then I have to make up a person that connects me to the people that damaged me. <laughs> it's a lot of work. So once that's removed, well, your whole system is reshaped and you may have one thorn Um, I had a lot of them so it's been a constant reshaping again when again none none of the strategies that you have no longer work to survive because that survival isn't necessary because they know that those things have been relived so if you, but again, if you're, you're stuck in that moment, in that time, I would say I was frozen between the ages of three and 10, like seriously frozen from all the events. So all of that, it's like that chunk of territory has to be uncovered, right? So whatever your, you know, 
was your abuse consistent? Usually as a person doesn't usually change overnight. You know, you've built for that event, for those events. So this return and this seeing and this clarity is a journey to that, to not having all this noise not having all this energetic pull, all this energetic blinding. But also you must, there's something that needs to be understood is that um, if we're used to energetic blinding, somehow we can also create it for ourselves, right? Because that's what we're used to. So even though the medicine takes it all out, yeah, it's our comfort blanket. So we ourselves will create energetic blankets. I mean, I think I see that over and over again sometimes when I, I binge on Netflix. It's like you don't have to be here. I think there's a lot of understanding that from a child's perspective, and that's where you're stuck, you're not stuck now. So there's no one then. Well, never was anyone, right? If you've been traumatized and hurt, there never was anyone. So in a way, it's where, you know, I knew connection through energetic blinding. That was my thing. So... I learned about connection by refusing myself, right? So there's something about being refused that's comforting or not being seen. Right? We, we, we accustom and we become what we've learned. Perhaps we've been we've learned to, to be loved by disappearing, right? So we learn about connection <clears throat> in this early arrival stage. You know, it could be, if I feed you dog food and put you in a cage, that's love, right? I mean, hor horrors happen all the time. So you've got to figure out how was I, you know, how did I learn to be cared for well you know I learned to be cared for if I refused the truth of what was going on and refused myself and made up a story about them and made them feel good well that's not love right so these ways that we have understood ourselves to exist is are torn down by the medicine or we get to see them Right. If I refuse what I need and I refuse your behavior towards me, that's completely wrong and accept it and create a person to accept that behavior. Well, then I exist. Well, that's 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 a horrific learning. Right. But these are all the learnings of how we were built in traumas. Right. And in difficulty early on. And they become our go-to way of existing. 
which again is like being in the car with your foot on the brake and someone in the back with a gun at your head. There's a threat and there's a refusal. And the medicine, as it cleans you out, also wakes you up. It's this constant testing. You will, you'll be tested. These things will come up and then you'll respond. And you might respond as you did before for the moment and then it'll be just like wake up time. Right? You'll be like, oh, no, absolutely not. That's not real. That's not what I want. That's not what's... You know, your old system will come back, will somehow sort of suddenly... Especially if it's very powerful, if it's the dominating code of who you are. Certainly was mine. Was You know, you don't show up for yourself. You show up to make, to, you know, fix the other person. So these are very powerful locks. I, I would call them locks, really. And they lock you in. And they lock you in by saying early on, it's either this or nothing. This is how this is going to work in this. You've arrived in this little <laughs> territory. You've arrived in this universe. This is how this universe works. You either lock yourself away and, you know, and refuse yourself in order to accept this. It's like you going against everything that you are. And you kept locked in. And so that becomes your modus operandi, right? This is how the world works. This is how the code works. This is how I get to survive. It's your particular, very distinct way of getting your needs met, surviving. And you take that code and then you embellish it and you make it into your story and you make it into your whole way of life. The only way I get to exist is by not existing. And you go, well, why doesn't anything work? <laughs> why can't I get out of this? And I think also one of the things that we have to understand is these very defined codes are very difficult to unlock because they're the very essence of your arrival, right? It's the very furnace in which you were forged, <clears throat> where that steel was forged, right? You've been cooked there. So the uncooking is a process, right? If it took millions of years to get from amoeba to you, it takes a million years to get, you know, to uncook. Well, not a million, but, you know, it takes a lifetime to uncook you, right? And then if it, in the uncooking you get past that code, then you got to get to the... There might be even more. With me, there was this other thing that was also saying, you can't have power because I'm going to terrify you. So I had sort of like, it was a lot of vaults I had to get through. Um, there's a new you showing up, right? And it's the you without all the codes and the thorns and the the refusal and 
So what is that like to move from your own power? First of all, you've even got, it's a whole journey just to get to that power. It's a journey just to accept that these are all the conditions, that this is what really happened. This is what your true feelings are about all of that. You just taking your head out of the sand and, and even seeing any of this is already a monumental journey, Odyssey. And then at the end of that Odyssey, when all the noise is gone and you're sitting there going, oh my God, there's no noise anymore, i.e., that energy has been cleaned out. Then there's the beginning of the journey. Here's the beginning of your life, which is, all right, you know, right, what happens now? What is it? Right, you have to learn to know who you are. You've got to meet the stranger that you dumped a while ago. I had this very lovely moment where I was binging on the new Selling Sunset, which I love that show. And there was this binging and also loving myself at the same time. It's like, oh, I love you, Maria, right? But at the same time, it's like, well, I want to see this thing. It's that getting to know who you are not as a condition, not as someone created for, a con for conditions that have nothing to do, but for yourself, right? Like who reconnected to yourself, which is at your most powerful place. It's like a rebirth, right? It's like you're learning to live from who you are. From, your, from, the, from the source of your energy. You know, why is it that people can just get up and do these things? You know, just get up and just, they have this clear path, they have this clear passion, it's just like Zoom. You know, it, 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 when you have a very clear path, it rules everything, right? It's like, an, it's like a, an acid, it just tears through everything. It's just, it has to be, boom. It's, it's that energy, you, you are the channel for the energy and the connection and the whole thing and you just go do that thing and it, you just build the path out of that clear channel, out of that passion, that, that authentic truth that's issuing from you, that does exist. I know it because I've seen the other side of it being completely blocked, right? People say, I'm stuck and I can't get to be where I am and... Yeah, because that, that's it. You've been conditioned or there's been a, you know, it's a broken compass. You don't have the, you know, you don't have access to that flow that is like acid. It eats through everything. It just, it just, it just moves. It's like a wildfire. It rages through everything and, and exists as itself and builds and blossoms as itself. There is no one refusing that. It's like a flower that just like blossoms madly, organically, just everywhere. It just grows everywhere, right? In its own shape, in its own form. It's life, right? 
it's not curtailed, it's not negotiated, it's not trying to sort of live under the weight of all of these conditions. It's just goes. That's ultimately what you're beginning to connect to once you get through all of these refuse, all this sort of negotiated refusal of you. Listen, you'll get this if you forget, if you refuse this over here, make us look, you know, whatever. You don't realize you're being told to just disappear, right? People have issues, they can't handle it, and then you're pulled in to take care of those issues or to accommodate those, those lacks. So there's a blockage, there's no, you're held back really. So ultimately, it's a very straightforward process of the medicine is cleansing those energies, cleansing those attachments, de-electrifying you, right? Taking away the magnets and the terror of those conditions so that you now move freely, connected to you, you, you move from you. Again, that's a process. It takes a while. It you know. In the same way, it took a a shitload of time to to take everything down. It's now a rebuild, right? It's now a, a learning to be in this new state. You know, where there's sort of an open highway. Well, you've never had an open highway, so you're just like, okay, you need to become familiar with that freedom. You know, when I was growing up, it was like everybody else had to be taken care of, right? Everybody else needed to be fixed. So, you know, that's your job. If they aren't fixed, we all die kind of thing, right? So we get, you know, grooved into these codes, into these forms, into these shapes, into these energetic sort of silos built with all these codes and energies and forces, etc. And, you know, some of these silos are powerful and some of these are very powerful and some of these are like, you know, going over the horizon line powerful, the event horizon and the black hole powerful as far as the magnetic pull of these places. What you've lost is the thread through, the thread line to yourself. It's the... You've lost the connection to your heart, to your truth, to right, to being your spirit. Your power. I remember in a ceremony a long time ago and perhaps second time down in the retreat in the jungle. Um where the medicines, you know, I was in this office and all these people, I was doing my thing. And it lasted for like, I don't know, two seconds. I was there, I was like in that, and then suddenly I was just like, I I couldn't have that. I wasn't allowed to have my power. I wasn't, and then 
the most horrific sickness. Like, it was wrong for me to have power, right? And I don't mean power in any sense other than to be connected to what I, who I am, right? The medicine was saying, you can have all this, but I didn't want it. I wasn't allowed to have it. <clears throat> We're not allowed to be who we are because we've made these contracts and commitments, which are really tricks, right, in the early stages of arrival, which keep us paralyzed. I mean, it was a trick. No doubt about it. But you believe the trick. You believe the code. You're stuck in the code. Your child is stuck there because it's really your child that's stuck there. And then you have to undo all of the code, all of whatever made that code. That's what's happening in the medicine, all the energies, everything that's stuck there. So you get this return. And they talk about a lot, you know, in the medicine, they talk about like el susto, which is the, the child's terror where the soul can leave that it just it's like bond ejects out of its seat the soul just goes Shh, i'm out of here in my case my soul just went into a coma just like Whoosh. it's a stampede like just shut down it's like you know when the submarine goes down down right you hear that noise like submerge 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 that's what i went to into submerge 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 play dead and agree because the force is overwhelming it's overwhelming for a child oh, to be stampeded by so much horror or terror really so yeah all of this is about clarifying it's about removing the blindfolds it's about seeing what happened, why it happened. And the medicine is like the car wash. It just, it cleanses out energies. But in order for her to clean out the energies, you have to wake up to them. Um, I was watching this alien planet thing. It was really amazing. And one of the... Um, there's this notion of, you know, other earthly creatures of um, people from other planets being here, you know, giving information to civilizations, etc. You know, how did, how did the Aztecs know about all this geometry and astronomy? And, and that there was a connection between the civilizations here and, you know, beings from other planets, which I, yeah, think it looks, to me, it's pretty straightforward. Like, you know, you're looking up at this vast sky of planets and stuff, you know, why isn't there? And also when you're in the medicine, you'll realize, yes, of course there are other, you know, you, you get into these other metaverses and universes, etc. Um, again, it's really no biggie after a while. It's just, you know, it's like, it's sort of like, yeah, of course. Um, but one of the... <coughs> things that fascinates me because I saw it also in ceremony was that there's this virus that is reptilian it's definitely some kind of reptilian thing and I saw in one of these shows that they they were saying that the, the DNA 
of these, you know, otherworldly creatures that come from other places had mixed their DNA with this reptilian and were able to shape shift. This is actually um, one of um, yeah, this is actually one of the beliefs of the Native American Indians that there was this thing called can't remember the name, honestly, it's a bit difficult, I can't remember the name, Unka, Hansi, or something, anyway, there was the upper world, and there was the lower world, and, and the lower world consisted of these snakes, they're horned snakes, um, which could shapeshift, which is what I saw in the medicine, I saw one of the people I was going out with is actually one of these shapeshifters, turns out, it was like literally watching a person go from this, you know, one thing into another, and, um, And one of the things about when you're in the medicine and you're being dismantled by all this stuff, um, you get to, you know, see the bigger, the bigger paralysis or the bigger show or the bigger thing that's going on. And so... Our shutdowns happen for a reason. Our paralysis is happening for a reason. And when we fight these things, or when we go into the medicine, we're going back to take our power back. Right? We're taking back our power from... I thought I was taking my power back from, you know, all the dysfunction of my own family and all their own narcissism, but, you know, for me, the, the, the power, I was so stampeded because this need to refuse my power was so vast. But it went beyond my parents. It was this other virus, this thing that was here. So um, you don't know how much you've been refused. You won't know... Um, I suppose what I'm saying is just accept that you don't know, I suppose what I'm saying. So in order to heal, you have to give everything up. You have to surrender everything. You have to be willing to see everything, you know, go through all these things. What I'm saying is no matter how bad it gets, no matter how deep the paralysis goes, you know, for me it's like it goes into this reptilian virus thing that's not from here. Um, accept the dismantling and follow wherever the medicine is taking you and you know things will come up that will test you and things will come up that will they're there to clean you they're there to make you aware they're there to really continue to take you to the end of that journey and to the absolute cleansing of all of you so that you reconnect. Now, in other words, what I'm saying is that no matter how icky and weird and you might be, you know, go off the path a little bit and be tested here, all of it is for your healing. 
And with me, I didn't even know I was sent out to be abused. I was so shut down. So, you know, I had to get through the whole sort of theater of and stuckness of my relationship to my parents, which took five years just to even sort of end that, to clean all of that out. And then there was this whole, there's this whole other thing now that needs to be eradicated too, which is this whole other virus, whatever this thing is from some other place that belongs to some other life. Now I have to work my way through all the collapse of, of that sort of paralysis, right? In the end, you're going to get completely back, right? It's, it's like going through this maze, right? You, you think, oh, it's, and the maze ends here and then there's another maze. And so I have one commitment. The commitment is to be connected to these to the medicine and the commitment to myself to become whole, whatever that takes. And um, um, in all the tests, what's interesting is that's you know, it's the first, you know, it's like the th- the thing that comes to the surface is always my commitment is to that, no matter what's going on no matter how much I'm tested, how much, you know, how much you might go off the the path or suddenly you get sort of caught in a trap. You know, your commitment, it's like this little thing always comes up and it's like, oh, okay, that's, my commitment's there. It's very powerful. So it's a cleansing, it's a car wash. You might be grimier than you thought. You might, there might be more energies than you thought you know, making sure you don't surface. But the medicine will will help you through all of those stages and ensure that you you reach the end, that you become whole, that you become one, that you connect fully and wholly to who you are. Bye.